Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. Today, we have with us Bill. He is the general manager of the Varsity Esports program at Durham College, um, a little bit outside of Toronto, Canada. So they are our first Canadian um, college guest on the show. So a little bit of a Marquee moment here today. Um, so yeah, today will be another great episode of Collegiate Esports, what all goes into it. Um, there's a lot of moving parts, and we're going to touch on a lot of those um, in Durham College's respect um, on this episode today. So without further ado, Bill, go ahead and introduce yourself. Bring us a little bit back in time. Tell us where you started in gaming and esports and how that brought you all the way to being the GM um, at Durham College. Awesome. Uh, well, a pleasure to be here. Um, like Kyle said, I am the current general manager of the Varsity Esports program here at Durham College. Um, if we, if we go back a little uh, in terms of how all of this started, um, specifically at Durham College, uh, I was actually a student at Durham College uh, my first year on campus. I got introduced to all sorts of new cool people. I joined you know, the eSports club. We share a campus with a university, so um, they, there would be an event going on every year called Land War. It was huge. It was one of Ontario's biggest lands. Uh, we have thousands of people come in, and that's kind of how I got involved in collegiate eSports. Um, starting with you know joining land war and doing all that that kind of thing um later on you fast forward a little bit uh, as the semester moves a little forward i meet um somebody who is currently the arena manager at our facility uh and we started the collegiate club um under our student association uh it used to be a joint one so between the university of ontario um institute of technology now named ontario tech uh, we had a joint student union so what that allowed us to do was create a initial larger capital. So we had more funding than a regular club, um, as well as we were treated as a pilot program, which was really cool because we gave the student union a pitch and we're like, hey, esports is huge, right? We have this big event happening on campus every single year, sometimes twice a year, um, but we really haven't tapped into that competitive market that exists within the collegiate space. Uh, so we thought, you know, what better way than to do it ourselves? So. First year on campus, I'm starting a, you know, collegiate um, varsity, or not varsity yet, but a collegiate competitive esports team. Uh, we're fielding like six, six games the very first year we operate, right? Um, back then, you know, you always have your big games included. League of Legends is never out of the mix. We have Counter-Strike going, Overwatch, Hearthstone, and at the time we had um, Smash uh, and Rocket League. So moving forward... Um, you know, that, that's kind of how we laid the groundwork. Uh, we built the collegiate program out of a pre-existing esports culture that exi existed on campus. Um, and we, 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 we laid down the groundwork to build something even better. Um, so as it currently stands, the esports program here at Durham College specifically is a official varsity program. What that means is we are treated and housed under varsity athletics um to, to the school oh excuse me um to the school we are no different than your soccer team than your rugby team than your football team than your hockey team right we are a varsity sport we are a varsity athletics division uh, obviously we are a little different from all the other ones as we house seven titles um underneath the banner that is esports so it, it is a little different and you know traditionally you see a lot of different routes that um, some universities and colleges will take. Uh, you know, we see St. Clair also up in Canada, one of the other official programs. We see Humber and us. It just so happens that the three of our schools are all 
built differently, but all still competitive RZ programs. So St. Clair is housed under their, um, <clears throat> under their student association and Humber is built under their academics. Uh, so it's really interesting to see that there are a lot of different contrasts and there's a lot of different ways to go about building collegiate esports infrastructure, right? It's not mm -hmm. just this way is correct or that way is correct or that way is correct. It's everything and anything can work as long as you lay down the groundwork in order to succeed and know what you're doing and how you're going to go into it and how you're going to go about doing it. Um, so that's kind of uh, where we are now. Um, back then, one thing I needed to mention is our student association did end up splitting, right? So the university has theirs, the college has ours, which is why as soon as that happened, unfortunately, we could no longer secure the amount of funding that we were having through the pilot program in the club system. Uh, and that's when I connected with um, a professor at Durham College, Michael Cameron, shout outs to Gamer Dad. Um, we, we connected, he connected me to the athletics director, uh, Ken Babcock, uh, who's my boss, great, great guy to work for. You know, he's super supportive of the entire thing. And I think that's a big key factor um, when you're looking at building collegiate infrastructure and that collegiate esports space uh, on your campus or um, looking to make it a more official thing that's recognized by the administration, find faculty, find somebody who is behind this because faculty and um, administrators obviously will have a lot more sway when talking to a board or whatever um, it is that the approval process for your institution is. They have a lot more sway than, hey, I'm a first year student. I, this is my big idea. Like, let me, <laughs> let, let me get started. Like, give me money. Just right? Jump like, on the wagon, please. It, Here's a yeah, great idea. So it's, but I have nothing it's, more. <laughs> it's a little difficult, right? So definitely like reach out, you know, um, usually computer professors and things like that. You'll always find one or two who understand the space or at least love gaming or something and build from that point. That's never a terrible, that's always a good point to start on. Right. So yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, so that's basically the lay of the land um, for, for that over here. Mm -hmm. And I believe you also asked how I got started in esports as a whole. Um, yeah. So my my story is a bit a bit longer, um, <laughs> but to put it short, I started gaming when I was five years old. Um, I started playing Counter Strike and Maple Story when I was very very young. Um, I came to Canada when I was five years old. My parents bought me a computer. They were always both working, so computer time was all the time that I had yeah. um and i had so much of it because my parents were never home um so you know maple story was a game that taught me a lot of social aspects and how to talk to people and it helped me build kind of a sense of who i was in terms of interacting with other people um mm -hmm. i know some people may think that's a little far-fetched but honestly it's the reality of how video games are and when you're interacting with people whether it's online or face-to-face -face, it's still a communication and it's still interaction that you know kind of can translate into the real world very easily, um, mm -hmm. as well as Counter-Strike. So I started playing Counter-Strike uh, six, seven years old, started a little bit at CS 1.6, um, and then I transitioned into Source where I played uh, Counter-Strike Source actually competitively for a little bit. Um, so back in the day, we used to, before you know matchmaking and things like that existed, mm -hmm. we used to find games in a platform called IRC. Some of you guys, probably most of you guys don't even know what that is, um, but it's essentially, it was just an online chat room where we could find people to compete and play against. Um, and that kind of took me to um, the point of when I was in high school, you know, I started, um, I started my own company. Uh, we did some 
um, you know, esports related things, specifically at Counter-Strike. We did some server hosting. We did some, um, you know, a gaming community uh, based in Counter-Strike. Did all that kind of stuff. Now, primarily, we or I work at um, Durham College as well as I am uh, on the board as well as a uh, the COO of a company that is called Demand Esports. What we do is we um, do esports marketing consulting. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for people who have esports needs, whether it's a collegiate program or whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to do and get involved in that esports space, um, we're able to help essentially. Mm-hmm. So that's my background. Uh, it's a little long, but that's kind of where we yeah. are. I think that's an absolutely fantastic background. You kind of embodied individually and from the collegiate perspective, both kind of those from the grassroots, starting young, starting at the most basic level, right? With a club mm-hmm. or just playing um, on the computer when you were five, six, seven, when your parents were at work and then all the way to being CEO, G- GM um, of a collegiate program and a company on top of that. So that goes to show obviously um, the caliber of person you are in that workload for sure. There's a number of things I definitely want to break down in there. Um, first off, from the more individual side, right? There was obviously a ton of things you had to balance um, in respect to working, running the company, collegiate work, student work, playing, getting better, all those kind of ideas. So give a little bit of advice um, from your own experience of how you manage that work-life balance. Because esports, as we both know, is this extremely complex um, athletic um, sport in my opinion and a lot of people's opinions that you have to practice you have to vod review you have to analyze your performances the good and the bad you have to you know think in the future okay how do i prep for the team i'm going to play next week on top of that you know running a company your school work that's is the exact same facet so talk about the um, work-life balance and how you make sure that you're addressing what needs to be addressed um, and even onto that how you help your um, current players um, with durham college achieve that as well um yeah i'd love to so i'll start off really simply um by addressing this and telling all of you guys listening or watching this um and i'm not going to sugarcoat it it's not easy um it's a lot of work one thing that i tell a lot of uh you know young players um either going to the amateur scene or who try to chase the uh, esports as a career at least down the player path is don't try if you're not going to give it your all. Um, And I say that and it sounds harsh, but in reality, there's, uh, you know, millions of people competing for a potential spotlight in order to climb up in the esports world to become a professional player, right? They're putting in time, they're putting in the work, they're putting in every single thing that they need to in order to achieve that level of not just competition, but that level of individual honed skill that takes a lot of time to build Mm -hmm. don't expect to be the best at something or naturally really really great at something just because it's something you love and it's something you're passionate about sure passion goes a long way right you have to be passionate if you want to go far and if you want to even get that start but understand that playing video games and being a esports athlete are two completely different things, right? You have to work really, really hard. Um, And back to the subject of the balance of work life, I won't lie to you guys, I struggled in school um, when I was younger. Um, 
when I was younger, I still hadn't grasped the concept of balancing time between games, school, work, and social life, right? You can't forget that you still need to have a social life. You can't just sit in a dark room for 16 hours a day and grind out whatever game it is that you want to grind. It's not good for you, right? It's just not. Um, you have to be able to balance all of those things. And at the end of the day, it's important to understand that school is no longer a hindrance to your path to being an esports professional. Whether it be a player, whether it be in the industry, whatever it is you want to do, it is no longer a hindrance. We're at a point where esports has peaked and it is globally recognized to be a real industry. It is a real profession, no matter which direction you go. So, you know, when your parents tell you, um, you know, study, like focus on school, get a degree, do this, do that, do this, do that. They, at the end of the day, understand that they want the best for you. That's all parents, they want the best for you, right? And school is now a path at some schools. Um, there's now a path that you can take directly leading to a career in the esports industry. Um, for example, Durham College coming, uh, I believe, either this fall or next winter semester, um, we're going to be having an esports management grad certificate. So after you graduate with a diploma at Durham College, you can opt to take this grad certificate and we teach things about esports management and the esports industry and all of this other stuff. Um, there are now traditional ways to enter the esports field. It's not just get lucky or get really good anymore. It, it's, it's matured. The industry has matured to a point where there are traditional pathways, right? Moving, you look at collegiate esports, what we do here at Durham College, what so many other schools do um, in the US. We, we look at these traditional pathways being built either through collegiate varsity programs or um, curriculum, right? You, you, you can focus on school and you can be a good student and still succeed in the esports industry. Um, it's very important to understand how to balance your time and uh, be able to understand that there are different priorities. There are certain things that you have to put before others, right? Um, it's not, I have an exam tomorrow. Oh, but I'm like 10 games away from my rank up. I'm going to grind 10 hours tonight, right? That's not something that you can do. You have to still understand that you can't just, here's a, here's a term in gaming for you guys uh, that'll understand. Um, you can't tunnel vision. You cannot tunnel vision on just one thing right? Mm -hmm. It's important to have goals. It's important to strive for your goals. It's important to um, want to achieve all those things that you, you want to achieve and all of those great ideas in your head that you want to, you want to chase. But life isn't that simple. A lot of people like to say, you know, just go after it, you know, chase it mm -hmm. with all your might. But the reality of it is it's not that simple. Understand the things in your life that need to be done and balance them together, right? Um, don't just do one thing and forget about everything else. Yeah. Which is a lesson I personally learned the hard way. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I think balance, especially at that collegiate um, workload, right. I think a lot of college students struggle with that. Um, and for the listeners and the viewers out there, that's something that, you know, being prepared for will take you a long way and knowing like, Hey, I'm about to go into one of the busiest points of my life with, you know, being an athlete in esports, right. Or any other kind of competition. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be esports, but having any kind of athletic responsibility plus your work work or your coursework, a job, maybe 
um, and then social life, that balance has to be there. Because I always say, if you're not doing as much as you can outside of the game as you are inside of the game to get better, then you're going to fail at some point. You're not going to win that championship. You have to focus on all aspects so you can be that, you know, perfect, well-rounded um, individual and be in the right mindset, be in the right physical state, um, make sure your emotions are in check, and then have the skills to go out there and execute and win, ultimately. So yeah, a number of great messages there for those um, people out there listening. So moving on um, to a little more specifically to Durham College, there are some things that we said about earlier, your arena. Um, I always love to highlight the arenas because I think it's a fantastic place for players to find either a home on campus um, in their college life. Um, and then also it gives the esports teams a number of avenues to pursue their work. Um, so tell us a little bit of the arena. Um, what other opportunities are there? I know you talked about that um, specific grad certificate with esports management. So tell us about those esports specific um, opportunities in more detail at Durham College. Yeah, absolutely. So um, our arena was built um, two, a year and a half ago, I want to say not. Um, no, actually, no, I'm so sorry. It was completed. Uh, not, it was, uh, sorry, dates are messy. Um, <laughs> it's, it was complete, I believe, two years ago. Uh, if I'm not wrong, I could be maybe a year and a half ago. Um, but basically, our arena houses 46 top-of-the-line gaming machines, uh, 2080, 2080s and all of them, i9s mm -hmm. and all of them. Um, you know, uh, all the peripherals were handpicked at the time by me before we had an arena manager. So, you know, uh, guaranteed that they're up to stuff when it comes to the level of competition that you would want to be able to achieve. Obviously, we have you know, all of our varsity athletes, when they go in there, they like to bring their own peripherals. And most, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people do. It's what you're comfortable with, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of opportunities as well when we look at uh, our esports space on campus, right? Um, you know, we, we have a full-time arena manager, Sarah, uh, as well as a her full-time arena attendant, which is Ben. Um, but other than that, we, we look to hire a lot of students on campus. Um, to be a part of that experience, right? Uh, be it attending the arena or doing whatever it is, and they do events and things like that. They they learn and it, it's they hire a couple part timers every single year. Um, they take co op students. It's it's a great experience for some of these. I say I I want to say kids, but they're not kids, right? Like it's it's a great experience for some of these students uh, mm -hmm. to you know see that space being created and see that space operate and to have a home turf in a collegiate esports aspect is something new. It's something mm -hmm. amazing, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you look at it, um, you know, our arena is equipped, you know, top of the line. We have broadcasting equipment, everything's there. Like we're, we're in it, right? We're all in. If you're going to do something like this, you got to do it right. And mm -hmm. I think we did do it right. So yeah. yeah. Um, great space great for the athletes, great for our students, uh, you know, students between classes and things like that love to go in there and um, mm -hmm. either play games, hang out, you know, have, uh, have lunch with their friends in there and, you know, get a quick gaming session and whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool experience. It's something that hasn't really existed prior to two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I'm talking overall, right? Like it, it's just <laughs> not something that's existed. Uh, but now that that is available, it's really cool, really, really cool to see. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah, and then in regards to education, you know, we're always building as a college and a post-secondary institution, we always prioritize the education of our students, um, meaning that we want our students to be able to graduate first as athletes, obviously, but also we want a direct curriculum to the things that are important to them, the things that they want to learn and the things that are applicable to the real world, right? So we're building on top of that, like we're building that grad cert, um, through, you know, Michael Cameron, I mentioned him before, Gamer Dad, he's the guy who helped get all of this off the ground. Um, and he's building the academic side. We're looking at maybe eventually even building a full on esports diploma. All of those things are possible. You look at St. Clair College, they have curriculum. You know, I think it's what we call it during the couple of pillars of the esports uh, on campus, right? Varsity mm -hmm. is a pillar. Our arena is one of the pillars. And academic is one of our pillars, right? Um, they all coexist, coincide, and they exist all to support each other. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's a really good ecosystem to develop our program even further. Yeah, for sure. Um, absolutely love all those aspects. And I always love that student life aspect, especially as esports grows, right? Make it more well known to the students that are like, hey, you know, what are my classmates? What are my um, peers doing in their time, right? There's this varsity program called esports. I'm really not sure what it is. And then having that ability to go to the arena and be like, wow, look at these guys play, look at the way they practice and the way they train. Um, I think that's something fantastic. You touch on that certainly mm -hmm. um, there. And that developing, I'm so excited to see what the future brings. And I'm hoping to see days like, you know, game day in college football, right? Same thing for esports. You get the whole kind of student body riled up. And they, and the great thing about esports, you don't even have to be at the stadium or closed. You can be in a number of different watch parties and dorms, have it on Twitch. Um, so, so much, a little bit more ease of access there. But having that hype is definitely something um, incredible there. Um, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, touching on a couple more things before we do have to unfortunately wrap up here in a minute. Um, I think I got time for one more question, actually. Mm. Um, looking a little bit in the past, but for future advice. So for the high school students out there that are listening, um, what advice would you have for them for them to stay focused? I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but just a specific one or two pieces of advice to help them hone their craft um, as they focus looking towards the next level at the collegiate esports. Um, yeah, definitely a couple of pieces of advice. Um, you know, going into uh, grade 11, grade 12, um, junior, senior year for the U.S., um, it's a very uncertain time in your life, right? You, you don't know what exactly it is you want to pursue. You don't know um, a lot of things about what you want to do later on. Um, but what I would say is, if you're 100% certain you're passionate about esports and you want to compete and you want to go to that next level, a lot of high school kids generally what I see is when they're 18 years old, 17, 18, they opt to go the semi-pro route and try to chase that um, pro player dream through that avenue. Traditionally, that was the only way to do it, but it is not anymore, right? Look at how many colleges and universities across North America are currently offering scholarships, us included, um, for our varsity esports athletes, right? Um, a piece of advice is do your research. Find, if you're passionate about something like this, find a school that offers an esports program. In their esports program, look for things like um, scholarship opportunities, look for campus life and look for all of those things. It's not, remember you can't tunnel vision, right? You can't just be like, oh, this school has the best esports program, but everything else could be subpar and it, you might not enjoy it there or whatever it is. Look at everything, research everything, right? 
do they have a good esports program that I would particularly fit in? Do they have a campus that I would fit in? Do they have courses that I would like? All of those things are important before you make your decision. But I would definitely recommend, you know, keep, keep honing your skills, sharpening your swords, um, get, the, get the best that you can get. Reach out to coaches, right? I have my coaching staff, you know, they take emails. They get emails from high school students all the time talking about scholarship potential and um, the potential to come play at Durham College and what that looks like and asking about scholarship information and what our teams look like and what teams we have and, you know, full of questions, which is great. We love to answer them. Um, so reach out, reach out to coaches. Um, most of them are listed somewhere on uh, your per respective institutions, websites, um, reach out to them, ask questions, right? Figure out what exactly it is that you want to do and where. Um, mm -hmm. That would be my best, best advice to any high school student currently looking at potentially going to a school for their esports program. Yeah, for sure. Great piece of advice. You follow, if anyone follows that, um, they'll be set up for the future for sure. Um, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today, ladies and gentlemen, um, all those listeners out there. One key thing that I would definitely take away from the conversation that Bill and I had here today is take your passion. Don't just leave it at passion. Passion is that great starting point, but then apply yourself, go all in and figure out that balance where your priorities are and then accomplish some kind of greatness there. Um, for sure, you know, take your passion and do something with it rather than let it fizzle out um, and, you know, take societal expectations too heavily, if that makes sense. Um, so, Bill, thank you for being on the show with us today. Absolute um, pleasure. Thank yeah. you. Sorry to cut you oh, off. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. I was going to um, real quick. Tell us where we can find yourself and um, Durham College if you want to learn a little bit more about what you guys have to offer. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so if you guys want to find me, um, Twitter is the most public social media that I use, you can find me at Blue Winters L. Um, and for all Durham College information, uh, you can go to durhamcollege.ca uh, or .com, one or the other, uh, Google it. Sorry guys. Um, but uh, you know, for all of our varsity stuff, you can go to durhamlords.com and uh, our esports Twitter is DC Lords Esports. So uh, if you guys have any questions or anything like that, feel free to reach out to me anytime. Yeah, for sure. I know that's the one great thing about um, esports from the, you know, from the coaching, the general management, the business side, we all love to reach out and talk esports. So never hesitate, reach out to anybody and we'll be happy to help. Um, everybody out there in these unprecedented times with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, stay healthy and stay happy. Take care of yourself and ultimately stay plugged in. Mm -hmm.